Welcome to WHCC Pro, presented by White House Custom Color, your photography and press printing partner. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Sarah. It's always fun to see your, your face on, uh, on the webinars, and, and we always enjoy chatting with you. So to start with, will you just tell everybody that's watching along today who you are, where you're at, and a little bit about your business to begin with? Yeah, I am Sarah, and I own Sarah Jane Photography. I'm sitting right now today in my Illinois studio, which is right in the center of Illinois, just outside of Decatur, but we're in a teeny little town called Oriana. And we just moved. I'm from Missouri. So even though I've run my business full time in Illinois for over 10 years, two years ago, we picked up and we moved back home where all of our family is to Missouri. So I've relaunched my business uh, in central Missouri as well, about four hours from here in the Columbia, Jefferson City area uh, within the last year or so. Um, but right now I have my foot in both states. We kept our studio, custom built studio here. So I did not leave that behind mm -hmm. uh, and have my feet in both worlds right now. So the, the Jeff City and Columbia area in Missouri, that's growing like leaps and bounds, isn't it? Columbia is just exploding. Oh, yes. It is the yeah. opposite demographic really to the area where I've run my business for the last decade, where people are moving into that area in droves. Columbia is a big college town, so um, very vibrant um, area that, yeah, population is exploding. They're kind of right. merging together. There is a river between the two, but they're very quickly growing towards each other. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think that we've talked about this before. My dad's side of the family is from Columbia. Oh, yes. So when I was little, we would go and visit my grandparents in Columbia. So I've, I'm very familiar with that area. So that's pretty cool. We've loved it. Absolutely loved it. Good. So before we get into like the, the nuts and bolts of the conversation, what is something that you can tell everybody that's listening about yourself that people wouldn't know what's what's an interesting little tidbit of info about sarah it doesn't have to be photography related okay i would say the one that always comes to mind is really completely random and it is that even though i'm a midwest girl been surrounded by you know farms my whole life uh, even have you know farmers in our family i am terrified legit phobia of cows <laughs> doesn't make any sense i can sit here with no cows in the room and tell you that it's crazy and i shouldn't be afraid of cows um but also i feel like it's a testament to i'll do just about anything a client wants because i have photographed a high school senior on a bull through the cage where i was face to face with the bull and i oh man my heart was pounding. he like sneezed and i think i almost fell over it was yeah, I'm logically I know it doesn't make sense, but that's something most people don't know because it doesn't make sense. Why am I afraid of cows? I have no idea. <laughs> but it's awesome. real. It's so real. I bet you were just like to be in that close to a bull. Whoa. And I was in my head, he's in a like a starter cage, whatever they're called, before, you know, he wasn't out riding him in the field and I'm like, great, I can get this close up his nose is right here i've got the cowboy riding it the image looks awesome 
and I know I'm protected, but I swear to you, he sneezed, and I was, I could not get up fast enough, and the mom was laughing at me, and she was like, did he startle you, and I was like, girl, I am terrified of cows, he just gave me a heart attack. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) They love the image, though, and I feel like they loved it more knowing that I right. went in for it despite me having a legit panic attack on the inside. <laughs> That's awesome. You should charge extra for that one. I should have. <laughs> I really should have. So you are um, very, very business-minded and you're very organized. Um, you run your business like a CEO would run a large corp- company. You see macro level. So, and this is just, I know these things because I've had the pleasure of working with you for several years now. But in the years that you've had your business, what has been one of your most like successful ideas that you've had from a a marketing standpoint, from a community involvement standpoint? It doesn't have to be directly sales related, but what if you were going to stick your finger on one thing that you're like, oh yeah, this really worked, what would that be? Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is something I caught on a little bit after we moved to Illinois, Um, and it's what I call a marketing blitz and sort of quote unquote boots on the ground marketing. So I hear all the time that, you know, what works best in marketing um, questions or struggling, like if you could do one thing, what would you do? And I, I always think that's the wrong way to look at it of, I did not have a a lot of money to pour into marketing when we first moved here to Illinois. We knew no one. No one was going to book me because they went to high school with me or they knew my mom or I had none of that. Um, But I had time. I had luckily at the time launching, I had no kids. My husband, it sounds crazy, but at the time it was a blessing. We moved to a brand new area And then his company sent him on a rotation for six months where we literally moved in and the next week he left and he was in different places for a lot of time. So I had all the time to dive into the business. And what I did was just go literally boots on the ground. If there was a meeting in town of anyone or anything that I remotely fit into, young professionals, chamber of commerce. Um, after hours drinks, if I could get a table at anything, a booth, mm-hmm. um, stop and shop, uh, anything at all, I was there. I was there all the time. Um, and I really think that being multiple places all at once, um, not being afraid to, I did press releases on myself, which <laughs> I think sometimes we're afraid to be like, Hi, (laughs) come look at me. Um, And I sent them, I was like, I'm new, I'm starting here. A brand new photographer came to the area like that you should talk about. Uh, So I sent out press releases and I called, I cold called people. I did absolutely everything I could all at one time so that I was all of a sudden everywhere. And I didn't have to spend a lot of money to do that. Um, And I asked questions like who should I know who should I call next um I didn't like it cold calling is terrible not fun terrible oh (laughs) I if I had oh and I'm happy to do it again with moving and it's the worst part 
But I think that getting everywhere, doing, if you don't have money, you have time. And I, I think you have to have one or the other to grow your business. Um, but just getting everywhere instead of picking one, one lane is really, really helpful. And I would absolutely recommend that. It's, it's hard. Awesome. It's not easy. <laughs> that's, I, I truly think, Sarah, that that's awesome advice. So when I started my business years and years and years ago, I joined the Chamber of Commerce in the town before I even lived there and sent in my stuff. And, and the day that I came in to introduce myself, they're like, you actually exist. Like, we thought that this was like a prank or something because we had no idea who this person was. And um, I ended up having really good relationships through that. Ended up on the board of directors, you know, for, for several years and a lot of great connections within that. You know, you're, you're helping the community, you're helping yourself, you're, you're connected to the right people, in my opinion. Um, and and then, people want to help people. So even yeah. if they weren't mm-hmm. booking me, which a lot of them, I would, I would venture to say most of the people I met did not book me. Mm-hmm. They extended my network and would then be like, you have to talk to this or let me introduce you to this person. And they would want yep. to, I think people want to connect people. And so they would share their network with me. Uh, and it took me from knowing no one to knowing literally hundreds of, like you said, the right people, the people who yep. know people or will hand out your card very, very quickly. And they were almost then my marketing team, not being reps or not being anything that was actually structured, but just meeting me, seeing my face, hearing my name. Um, I think the the newspaper did a little write up. So I did get like, and when I say little, I mean, like, it was a column like this. It was no big, like, I'm in There wasn't a full page? Release. No, not, there was no picture. I'm a photographer. There was no picture. There was nothing. But I got that. So if they were reading the newspaper, they saw that. Of course, it was over a decade ago. So I think people still read the newspaper. Then. Yep, yep. Hmm. So, yeah, so, it got my name out there. Yeah, definitely. So as you are looking at next year, now you mentioned in your intro that you're, you're walking in both worlds right now. You're, you're in Missouri, you're in Illinois. So you have a much more complex set of growth um, responsibilities, possibilities, all the things than most people do in two states, two areas, one new market, one uh, familiar market. What where are you going next year? Like what, what are your plans? How are you, how are you going to build this thing? Yes. So I actually in the last week, um, and with traveling back and forth to the studio, uh, it's a four hour drive between both locations. And that time is my strategy time because I'm alone in the car. And so it's think time. So literally yesterday I was doubling down on that question of what are we doing? Am I phasing out? Am I phasing in? And I think the answer to that question is forcing myself to double down on who I am and what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And here in Illinois, that's much more simple for me because that's what I've been marketing to the industry or the, the community here for 10 years. Right. So it's doing things like the wall art. It's having the physical studio. It's very much... Um, product-centered advertising. So mentioning products in even my social media posts and showing products and 
and really doubling down on showing that. And my challenge for next year is to introduce that person to Missouri. Um, Missouri over the last year, I haven't done as much marketing and it's reflecting to me in the type of clients that I'm getting because I'm yeah. getting uneducated clients. They're calling me, they Googled me. I now come up on Google. So yep. <laughs> they're Googling me in Missouri and I'm coming up, but they don't know anything about me. And it's, I haven't presented that to them. And so uh, introducing to them that I do things different than they're used to. There are a couple product-based photographers in that market, just like I feel like we are everywhere. Um, yeah. But that market is very much trained um, or those finding me right now are very much trained as a all-inclusive model of photographer. So um, that's really my goal over the next year is to intentionally, loudly introduce that person and, and my business as that to Missouri. Right. And what an awesome opportunity that really is if you, if you don't have people who are representing that model because we all know that you know, a product-based business is sustainable. And when you're not that, you're not going to stick around. Yes. Know? And it can really cloud. And I fell into it too. It can cloud our confidence in that base business. And which is what I love when you're getting an inquiry that ghosts you or doesn't call back because they mm -hmm. don't understand or they're confused or it's too much and they just want that one and done model. Um, so it can then get you in your head, oh, that's not going to work here. And I know that's not true. Right. <laughs> I 100% know that's not true. So yeah. Uh, yeah, doubling down on that and not changing it because I have seen a ton of photographers then decide, oh, this isn't going to work. And I know it works because it's working and has worked for me for 10 years in a demographic that on paper doesn't look at nearly as pleasing as the new demographic that I get to move to. Right. So with your transitioning, do you still have any staff at all, Sarah, or is it, are you just doing everything? I am both. So I would say both. I okay. do not, I no longer have any direct employees working underneath me. Uh, so I went that route over the last few years. I know you came with me along that route mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, a few different uh, meetings. And uh, I went more to outsourcing. So I have streamlined a lot of my editing process through outsourcing while taking away the management of people from my plate. Yep. Yeah, totally. And with all you've got going on, I think that was a really wise move, you know, in, in, not having to maintain that extra cost and, and still moving all these shells around trying to figure out where they're going to line up. You know, I think that that's definitely the way to do it. Yeah, so it's been peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I'm going to interject. I'm actually going to ask this question and then I'm going to answer it for you. And then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. So um, as a business owner, I think we all, especially in the artistic realm, are really good idea people. We're great at ideas. We have lots of ideas. I mean, around here, same thing. Like there is no shortage of ideas. There's just a, sometimes a shortage of time and there's a difficulty in creating an action plan from that. So true or false, 
when you step forward and you do your action, do you do that in a very quiet, thoughtful process? Actually, not true or false. Do you do it in a quiet, thoughtful process, or are you a person that spreadsheets everything, writes everything down, draws a plan, sets your waypoints, or is it, I have this plan, I'm just going to do it, I'm going to execute it right now, because you can, because you're, you're a one-person operation, or is it a, is a, a, a multi-level, faceted, this is going to happen here, and then this, and then this, and then this? So I would say my, my tendency, my immediate is to, oh, I have this idea, it's a great idea, let's go do it. And uh, because it's just me, that's always been possible to just hop in and do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I have had to learn to recognize that and slow it down because I think it's more successful. And I'm actually in the middle of this exact thing right now. I came up with an idea yesterday. I mm-hmm. snuck it out. I happened to talk to a group of about 20, 30 students in the studio this morning. I snuck it out to them and I was like, what do you guys think about this? Got some feedback from them, which just happened to be a perk of the timing Mm -hmm. of everything. Um, But I know that if I slow myself down and instead of doing, let's say like a social media announcement of like, I had this great idea and this is what we're going to do. I know that I get better results if I put it together and I can right now dive in and do graphics and put down like schedule or post into my social media scheduling the post I'm going to do. So that feeds my little creative, like, oh my gosh, I have to do it. This is the best idea. I have to get it out there. So I can go write (laughs) that without publishing it and then create an email blast that's going to go along with it. Create a landing page that's going to collect new email addresses to go along with it. Create a one-sheet PDF that's going to be added value to send to that target that's going to, you know, feed to them as soon as the email goes out create the back-end workflow that's going to be, they book this session or gimmick or whatever I'm coming up with. And then it's going to three days from now, remind them that we have this value added to them and set up that workflow so that I know that I'm serving them way better because honestly, my go, go, go creative brain in three days will have forgotten (laughs) what I said I was going to (laughs) do. If I just social media blasted, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's fun. What's next? And then I'm like, wait, I have to scroll back up, read my own social media post (laughs) to find out what in the world I said I was going to do because I'm on to the next thing. So I definitely still go post it. And I have, I use Planoly and I go put, put that idea dump there, but I do not publish it until I get, and then in a couple of days down the road, I might figure out that was a good idea, but I need to tweak it in this way, or I need to tweak it in that way, or I need to have two offers that are going to go like this, um, yeah. and then more structured release. But oh gosh, definitely creative me wants to just yeah, put just it out go there. With me. <laughs> so so basically, you're you're going with option B, and you've really eliminated the the impulse behind like oh I'm just going to go do this and see what happens. You're you're planning a whole marketing campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And I would guess that the vast majority of people who are listening are like, wow, that would be awesome. But I'm really impulsive. (laughs) And I feel like that's why I have to do the immediate social media schedule or go put it in a note. Go like, I have to get it 
out of here or it just, yes, I feel like we as creatives, that energy builds and it might be the best idea you've ever had in your business. Right. And we feel like we have to, like, we have to tell everybody right now. And then three days later, you might realize if you'd done it this way, it would have been a little bit better. We have to kind of come down from that creative yeah. high just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I still feel that. I've just learned that I have to be like, well. <laughs> well, that's impressive that you can do that. <laughs> Taking 18 years of practice. <laughs> right. So most of the photographers that I talk with across the U.S. have a very specific why of how they became photographers and why they stay in this business. What is, what is yours, Sarah? Okay, I will say this is, we always laugh that my best friend and I laugh that like, I am very surface when it comes to emotion. And so my why is very selfish. I'm just going to put tell y'all it is not <laughs> storytelling. It's not capturing beautiful mo. I know it is I cannot work for anybody else. <laughs> I cannot do it. We, yeah. my husband and I laughed at dinner last night where we were just like, what else would you do? Cause you got to do something for yourself. So either <laughs> I'm going to be doing this or, or writing or podcasting or something. And I, I knew that I wanted to be in charge and in control and let the good or bad. I, if I fall on my face, it is my fault. It is all me. Um, yeah. But I knew I needed to work for myself to have that control of my own destiny, have flexibility when I wanted it. Um, and really, I love to write. I'm not good mm -hmm. at it. <laughs> I would love to be a writer. I would love to. I, if I can't get my, my thoughts out on paper when I sit down to write. It is just a total blank. Um, and I loved art. I would have loved to be a digital artist, but I do not have the patience. So yeah. taking, taking a click, I can do that. It's yeah. instantaneous and we're on to the next thing. So my why feels very selfish because it's not, <laughs> it's not about selfish. anyone else. <laughs> it is just about me. <laughs> and that is absolutely 100% fine. It's okay. You know, and, and it really, it honestly doesn't surprise me because you, you started with the business end of it, really, and you, you brought the art alongside. It's, you didn't start with this, you know, intense passion for photography and then have to figure out the business later. You did it, you know, the way that leads to success, you know, so that, that makes complete sense to me. So um, before we let you go here, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Tim at the end of the webinar. If you're going to give a piece of advice for people who are watching along, in your experience for all you've done and now moving locations and staff and no staff and in all the things you've done, building a gorgeous building and all those things, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give out? Oh, it's hard to whittle down to one. Um, I used to, my go-to answer was always learn first. And I still stand by that. I see a lot of photographers because I did get my four-year degree in photography meaning mostly that I spent four years learning before I had to make it my living and I think that set me up for success so I do absolutely stand by learn first but I've shifted a little bit to perfect later because I think so many times we think we're not ready 
we talk ourselves out. We're not to that point. We don't have, I mean, even just looking, oh, I don't have those wall samples. I don't have the albums that she has. I can't start here. I don't have the sales room. I can't do in-person sales. We can talk ourselves out of starting very easily. Mm -hmm. So I think getting the base and learning so that you are able to offer and set yourself up for success. I mean, let's stick with the being about you. Let's make it about you <laughs> so that you can offer your clients and, and be confident in what you're giving them and charge what you need to charge and make a living so right. that you're confident in doing that and able to be successful from the beginning. But don't let not having it perfected keep you from starting. I love that. So just to confirm, learn now perfect later. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, as always, Sarah, it's a pleasure to chat with you and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and and uh, drive safe going back and forth for that four hours. <laughs> yes, we're leaving today too. This oh. is a short turnaround. Nice, nice. Well, enjoy the rest of your week and thank you again and uh, we will talk with you soon. Thank you. Right. Bye. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, bye.